0: Back, welcome aboard the Championship Express. As ever, I'm your host Jamie. This week, I'm joined by Angus. How are you, Angus? Uh,
1: Not too bad, thanks, mate.
0: Yep, not too bad. It could be better. We'll get into that. I'm sure a lot of people already know why I'm not too good, but we'll get into it. Um, For this week's episode, um, I know I say it every week, but it probably will be a shorter one. We'll fly through it. I just want to get something out there before the midweek games. So as ever, we'll review our game weeks from the weekend. Um, we'll then go through match-by-match review. I'll be totally honest, there's some that we're probably just going to skip straight past because there's nothing valuable there. If there is any talking points from any of the games or any of the teams, we'll get into that. We've got quite a few questions, so we'll then go straight into them. And then me and Angus will reveal our plans for... Game week 43, it says 43, inches.
1: Yeah.
0: I'm completely lost where I am because I'm at an horrible point, which happens to me every year in fantasy football. Cricket's just started back. So Friday night, I'm out all night with Whitland for a practice. Then I'm out all day Saturday. So everything that I'm talking about today, I've only seen from quests. I've actually watched no live games. Um, it's quite annoying, but it happens to me every year. Um, so, yeah. We'll get straight into it, Angus. I'll let you go first. How did game week 42 go for you? Uh,
1: so it went all right. I got 68 minus four, so 64 overall. Uh, had Wallace's goal, uh, Robert's assist, uh, Dan Juma, and Wendia, Puki. and I had Armstrong as vice captain, uh, Tony captain, which was obviously a blank, uh, but not too bad, but could have been better as well.
0: So, where are you overall now?
1: So, I'm down to 13th uh, overall.
0: It's closer around that top 10 area. I think it's easily, well, you could easily finish as high as, say, you like say fifth, but finish as low as 20th, maybe. So it's so tight. Yeah. But I think that's what makes it more fun. Um, I'm in a similar position. Um, my game week, fucking hell, of I fucked up, listeners. So as everyone knows, in 41, everyone was using Jeepers Keepers. Um, fair play to everyone who, you, who managed to save that boost for that week. Over Scores over 200, weren't they? It was insane. I, I won't lie, I was quite jealous. Um, but gold fests were being thrown about, away days. Um, it was crazy, and I went in it with no boosts. Regretted it straight away, if I'm honest have you. <laughs> Before the game week, I was quite confident in my strategy. Um, it's blowing up in my face, so fair play to everybody. Um, I dropped down to seventh after that from fourth. I um, was expecting the red arrow, but then I came into this game week with my overall um, with the intentions of building a squad for the last five game weeks. Um, how did that go? Shit. That's the only way of describing it. So all, somehow I managed to get two red cards. Um, that doesn't go well, does it, on an overall. So I had Femini in my 11 who got sent off and Harry Suter on my bench, so that's not going to affect me too much. But I um, just scored 51 points this week with a game week rank of 1.5K. So I'm obviously disappointed. Um, my back four all got one point each, we of them. My points came from Elliot got me six, low nine, Buendia eight, um, and Armstrong as captain as an 18. I'm happy with the Armstrong pick, but um, I brought in DK as vice captain. I know a few people brought him in as well. Barnsley decided to lose to Coventry, fantastic. And obviously Tony for the blank. And I hadn't realised how much it's actually hurt me, Angus, until you went through your review just for your team and <laughs> the players who scored points for you when they were in my team last week, so Dan Duma, yeah. Pepe, uh, Wallace, Roberts, I've got none of them anymore, then, yeah, it hurts inside, listeners, but that's what you get, I made my bed, so I've got to lie in it, hopefully, the last four weeks, the gaffer guards are back with me, because at the moment, they're just basically shoving a dildo up my arse, um, so yeah, that's enough, I don't want to talk about my game week anymore, but, um. I don't want to sound bitter towards anyone else or anything like that. Congratulations to everyone else. You know, you played the right way playing the boost in 41 and it's paid off for you also. Yeah. Let's leave that negative part. Now we'll hopefully get into something positive. Angus we will go through the games. I've done my notes in order of the quest highlights because I've just literally just finished watching them. So we'll start Swansea two, Wigan two. Um, with this one, Swansea are obviously quite high, highly owned, shall I say. Um, so
1: are you going off injured isn't ideal, is it? No, that that I didn't see how bad it was, but it wasn't ideal for sure. I don't
0: know the extent of it. I don't know how long he's out for, but um, looking on Twitter earlier on, it seems to be a hamstring injury and you don't normally recover from midweek, like two days later from an hamstring injury. So whether he's going to be out for the last four games or it's just going to be one or two, we're not too sure. But obviously, it's a big blow for Swansea. You know, he's the main threat for them offensively. But does that make Lowe, who's class as midfielder at 7.2, or Whittaker a 4.4 forward more attractive, do you think?
1: Uh, I think it's probably still low for me. I think he's sort of had the better run uh, recently. So I think since the I guess since the change, he, it's really benefited him. So I think he's still the standout. The other thing being, of course, that they got a penalty which he took. So um, I think I would still lean low at this point.
0: Yes, that's what I was going to say because I got low win. it was mainly for this fixture against Wickham. Obviously, I wasn't expecting it to be two two, but with are you out? It looks like lowers then on penalties, so that's appealing. Whisker at 4.4, I think if it was at any point in the season other than now, I think it could be appealing. But what have they got left? I've got their fixtures here. QPR, Reading, Derby, Watford. So it's a mixed bag in terms of good and bad fixtures. But are you going to go Whistker now at this business end when there's other teams with better forwards, let's
1: say? Yeah, I think that's the thing. We we always talk about the value of the forward spots, and I think even in terms of budget forwards, there's probably better options than him at this point as well.
0: Yeah, and I don't like... I know Reading aren't exactly the team they were at the beginning of the season, but it's still going to be a tough game. QPR, we know, can give them a game. Um, Derby, I'd expect them to beat them comfortably, but then you've got Watford last game of the season. We don't know what the situation is going to be then. Are Watford up? Have Swansea got a chance to gain second? Brentford, we don't know. So, yeah, it's not for me. I'm currently only on low for Swansea. Have you got? Uh, Robert?
1: Just Roberts.
0: Have you got any plans to bring any of them in over the next four, last four game
1: weeks? No. If anything, I'd be more likely to sell Roberts than add to him.
0: Yeah, I'd agree with that. I'll have low just because he is a midfielder playing up front, but I don't know if I'll keep him for the last four. It depends how bad the rest of my team is, and it's quite bad at the moment, so there's a chance he'll stay, but I wouldn't be bringing any in. I don't think. I don't think I'd go on low. I know Hurahan went off on the 54th minute, but I think that was just tactical because the um, Carl Norton went off, so they went to a back four, um, so I wouldn't worry too much about that. But I think... If you've got her a hand, well, I'd keep. IU, obviously, you're going to have to wait for injury news. Hopefully, I'll get something today or tomorrow. Um, we are recording Monday, by the way, for the listeners. Um, and I will do um, a press conference roundup tomorrow on Tuesday. Um, last one on Swansea, though. Um, Roberts, I've got Reds. And I know a lot of people were talking about it. Whether they did or not, I don't know. I did it just... I just wasn't that impressed with the price. But then watching the highlights today, I kind of regret it. He's conceded too, yes, but he has got the one assist. He had one big chance created and he did have two shots on target. And shots on target, if you haven't seen the highlights or anything from it you might think, you know, just a shot from outside the box or anything. One of them was a one-on-one and I had to think was, is he playing up front now I he's gone off? I generally thought he was playing up front. So if I add him, I don't think I'd sell him, but I'm not going to bring him in. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think that that's totally fair. It's a different calculation at the moment, bringing him in. But certainly, I've toyed with the idea of selling him, but I think given that I've held him for this long, I don't think I can sell him at this point.
0: No, and if you do sell him, yes, you you can afford anybody, any defender. Um, But who are you going to bring in for him over the last four? More than that, you're going to probably end up taking a punt on someone with four good fixes, aren't you? Yeah. I think what we need to do, and I need to do more next season, is look at the bigger picture. Look how good he's been all season. He's a top-scoring defender for a reason. Uh, Yeah, and I can't see the benefits of getting red right now. But, again, I wouldn't bring him in. Um, Wickham... Unfortunate, obviously, 2-0 up. Um they drop points, and I, I do, there's no saving them now, is there Wickham? And I don't think there's any gaffer assets there, is there?
1: No, I mean if you if you really wanted to take a punt that you might go Wickham because there's a there's a couple of games coming up where it looks like they might be able to get something, I guess, defensively. Um, but I wouldn't be going for them over some of the other teams at the moment.
0: Yeah, it's that one, Wickham, it's not for me. And when they do get, it's not like they've got one talisman up front, let's say, for example, who's getting goals. Um, the quiet spreads, Wickham isn't for mm. me. We'll move on. Um, the next game was Brentford, nil, Millwall, nil. Um, I struggled with this because I missed the 5-0 win against Preston. And this is basically the same team with the same formation. From what I've seen from the highlights and looking at Sophie's score at their lineup, it was a 5-3-2 it with and blame playing as a left wing back, so it could be a 3-1, 4-2. But I call it a 5-3-2 with wing backs, three at the back. Is that is I know they did that against Preston and they you know they've won 5-0. Do you think this is something that they're gonna go forward with for the last four games or Do you think they're going to switch to a 4-3-3? Because I know we've got questions on Brentford. They've got the double and 44, so people are going to be interested. And I generally still don't know.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm really not sure. Um, When they did it the first time, it sort of caught me off guard. And I was even more surprised to see them sort of pull it out again at the weekend. Um, so I'm not really sure. I think, thankfully, in terms of looking at Brentford before the double, we've got one more game before the double to see whether, sort of, if they do it three times in a row, then it really is sort of like, OK, this is what they're doing now. Um, but I really wouldn't like to say either way whether it's something they're going to go with. It's um, Because it's worked really well once yeah. and not worked at all once. Exactly. And it's
0: frustrating because it's Brentford. We know how good they are. We want their players in for the double. I mean, I spoke to our Brentford correspondent about 10, 15 minutes before the deadline, Friday, uh, just before I left the house. Our Brentford correspondent is at FF underscore embassy for the listeners. His name's Jamie. Um, I spoke to him and I basically just said to him, um, I'm on an overall now. I want three Brentford players I've got Tony, Canos and Rasmussen. If you were on an overall now, which three would you choose? And he said Sorensen, Canos. Uh, no, Sorensen, Fossil and Tony. So obviously Tony's self-explanatory. We've all got in. So I actually listened to him because obviously he knows more than me. But I think he was anticipating a back four by saying Sorensen. Um, yeah. So I went with Sorensen instead of Rasmussen, which, you know, it hasn't gone against me too bad because I got Elliot's points off the bench for Sorensen and Rasmussen got subbed off anyway. Um, but I went Fossi so who we started and Canos didn't. And obviously he didn't do anything. But where do you go now? If you want to jump this week and get one in, are you going to bring Kanos in when he's been benched the last two and come on? Or will he start in a four-three-three? Three? emblema you don't want to get him if he's playing left wing back so if you go defensively Sorensen obviously hasn't played last two Rico Henry's coming back imminently I believe I don't know if it will be this midweek or weekend I'm not too sure so do you just play safe with a well you can't even play safe with a pinnock because he got dropped a few weeks ago so is he yeah I I generally don't know and I'd I can't give anybody
1: any advice on what to do because we generally don't know, do we? No, I mean, I think, given that Pinnock was left out and then brought back in, I think he's probably likely to stay.
0: Yeah, So he would probably
1: be the safest one. The only other one I can think of, which, you know, again, gets into value, but also boring, is someone is just going Raya because you know that he'll play. But... True, yeah. That doesn't sort of fill that doesn't fill me with joy necessarily.
0: No, and with no with nobody having any boosts left. Well, I'm assuming nobody's got any boost left now. Mm. Um if they have they're probably new players who have just started at the end of the season. Um or they're not near the top because everyone who I've seen at the top has used the last one in forty one. So I wouldn't want to be using a transfer on bringing Raya in because yes, the Bournemouth Rotherham's a split game because Bournemouth are really good at the moment. Rotherham would expect them to beat, but then they go into Watford, which is going to yeah. be an absolute massive game, um, and then they finish off with Bristol City, which you'd expect them to spank them, but it's so risky, and my only advice, and it's probably not good advice, was would be to just leave it for Cardiff in this midweek, see how they line up, and then make yeah. a decision before the Bournemouth and Rotherham double, but I've got three and I wish I hadn't now. It could (laughs) bite me in the arse, that could. Um, Yeah, that's all I could do. Millwall, um, they've got Bournemouth and Watford in the next two. So if you've got Malone, obviously you're probably going to keep maybe Benchim, but you're not going to be bringing anyone in. But they're worth looking at for the last two because they've got Bristol City and Coventry. Um, So maybe if you want to take one last punt on a Jed Wallace or something. I might do that just for shits and giggles because I slated him all season as <laughs> price. Um, so I might just actually get him before his price inevitably drops for next season. Uh, we'll see, but we'll leave Millwall and we'll go on to Luton one, Watford nil. Um, this one was quite disappointing from a Watford point of view, no shots on targets. Feminine are obviously getting the red cards and, um, what I did notice from it was Ngaki wasn't on the bench for this game, but he was for the game before. So I imagine he's going to slot in right back, I think. But we're not going to go, we're not going to take family out for Ngaki because you're then going to have to do it again, aren't you? Revert back.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing because it's the second yellow card. So it's just a one game ban. Yeah. Um, it, it, there's no sense sort of going back and forth, essentially.
0: And it probably, like, I'm going to keep him. It's just a one-game ban. I don't see the point in selling him. And it probably makes my life easier because it's against Norwich. So I'd have yeah. had a benching dilemma. Do I bench him or not? Um, so, really, I'll just stick him Him and Harry Suter are going to sit third and second on my bench this weekend. Um, I'll have him back for the Millwall game before they've got Brentford and Swansea. Um, I noticed Cleverly came back came back, he, got, he was on the bench and he, he came on, so that's a big plus for them. So not as a gaffer point of view, but as a team point of view, I think they're way better when there's Cleverly, Hughes and Zinconagle yeah. or Chalabir let's say um, so that'll be good In regards to Watford and I've only got the one asset, Angus what would be your advice for the listeners because they've got Norwich good fixture, let's say against Millwall but then Brentford-Swansea
1: would you be bringing anyone in? No, not for me. I think it's one of those where the, the fixtures are tough. There's there's enough sort of question marks, like particularly with with a couple of these guys coming back. So it's like unless you wanted to go with Sar again, um, that's the only way I could really justify it. But I wouldn't be uh, bringing in anyone else from Watford at this point.
0: No, I think if you own Sar. He's staying for me if I had him. I really, he was my biggest debate I was having with myself, let's say, and whether to have Saarin in me overall. I really wanted him for the Luton game. If I'm honest, I thought they'd have beaten comfortably. I know it was away and it's a derby, let's say, but I had expected them to win. But then it's that Norwich game and then the Brentford and Swansea just puts me off. And maybe that's the wrong way to look at it because I've chased before. In the middle of the season, I've gone for fixtures mm-hmm. um, and I've done that with Armstrong, but we'll get on to him in a bit. So we know how good SAR is. He could easily pull it out of the bag, but I wouldn't be bringing him in. So we'll move on from Watford. and um, uh, we've got questions, so we'll get on to them later on in the question. But we've both, we spoke to Dan Ashby, our Luton correspondent, and we in our WhatsApp group, and he gave us a bit of advice. But for me, Luton... It, it doesn't matter that they've got the double. I'm not going to fall into. I've overhauled, <laughs> so I haven't got these double game-week players in. I'm not then going to put a Wooten player on my team. So, yeah, it's not for me, but we will discuss the Wooten question after the game. So, Middlesbrough 1, QPR 2. Dien got sent off, <laughs> rushing out of the goal. Um, I can't remember who we took out, actually. Um, Is wants wanted...
1: I think it was, yeah. Yeah, he, he took him out, too came
0: out um, got sent off. Joe, won would come in, he's 3.9 million. He made some really good saves, to be fair. Um, Lee Wallace getting a goal, which destroys me inside because we've advocated Wallace for quite a while now, for at least 10 weeks in brilliant value. And, of course, he scores when I get rid of him. Um, Middlesbrough, I don't really want to talk about them. They've I think they, I heard the commentators say they picked up one point now from the last 15 available. Um, so they're not really good options. QPR, though, I was quite excited to get rid of my triple QPR because I I don't know what it is of them. I've, they win, they lose, they're quite inconsistent, but when they win, they're good. So when they lose, they're rubbish. They've got Swansea-Norwich, which isn't ideal in the next two, but then they've got Stoke and Luton, which are good fixtures on paper for QPR.
1: So where are you at with QPR? Uh, So I'm still on a triple. Um, I'm on Dieng, Wallace and Chair. Um, Thankfully, I had Dieng benched (laughs) at the (laughs) weekend. Um, And I think, to be honest, I'll probably just hold them through. I think it's it's good, I guess, with Wallace and um, Chair that... I mean, Wallace is really cheap and chair for the for the midfielders is actually pretty cheap. So even if, if they're not necessarily doing great, it doesn't really hurt me because I'm not sort of investing a huge amount in them. So yeah. I'll probably just hold them through the, this couple to then get the games at the end.
0: Who's your other keeper?
1: Uh, Collins from Barnsley.
0: Collins. Oh, that's ideal then. So you can just stick the angle yeah. on your bench. That's fine. I, think, I agree with Wallace. I'd definitely keep him the values are he's brilliant and it's not just the value he's actually really good um in terms of gaffer i think with chair i can see why you keep him i can see why other people would but i could also see why you may get rid now and um, maybe someone yeah. like him um, i'm just this is just off the top of me harvey elliott who's got good fixtures similar pricing i think might be lying there. yeah i think they priced. Um, we know Blackburn have got really good fixtures, Sheffield, Wednesday, Huddersfield Rotherham and Birmingham on paper really good but I think QPR are a better side than Blackburn so Chair could easily get returns um, Yeah, we'll move on from them then and then we will go on to Blackburn actually, um, they beat Derby 2-1, Elliot scored, he only had one shot on target actually, um, Armstrong though he did only get the assist but he did have four shots on target and um, he didn't really show you that on the quest highlights, but I'm quite happy with that. Is this the Armstrong that we all had a couple of months
1: ago? You brought him in, so what are your thoughts? Yeah. Uh, so I brought him in as well. I was tempted to captain him and then only vice-captained him, but I think I'd given it sort of a game or two. I think he'd had an assist previously as well, Um And I think we're getting closer now that he's had a few games in the team. We're getting closer to the sort of Armstrong of previous, you know, back up to sort of full fitness following his injury layoff. Yeah, And it's one of those where he seems to really be rounding into form. And it's then one of those where you get a player who's got good form and good fixtures. So I think he's one that I'd definitely be looking at.
0: Yeah, I I was quite gutted actually because I thought he was going to be an under-radar pick for me (laughs) Um, because I know obviously everyone's got Tony and Pookie and then maybe a Joe and I thought they might have gone Solanke. So I went with Tony and then got Armstrong and DK in thinking I'm going to be really differential here and this could pay off for me. And then when people were putting the team reveals on Friday night I was seeing quite a few Armstrongs I saw quite a lot of DKs as well I was like, fuck's sake um, obviously, i advised Captain DK, and it didn't go to plan. But Armstrong, I'm really happy with him. The fixtures, yeah. you can't really get any better for Moniston. I'd be surprised if I don't see a lot more teams with Armstrong in either this week or at the weekend. I'd be really surprised. Yeah, um, Elliot, he's one of them. I think for me, I got it was. I actually didn't bring him in till very last minute. I had Josh Windass in at Sheffield Wednesday um he got an assist actually this weekend as well but something just made me go out well. i think it was the fixtures i was chasing the fixtures i think in all honesty honestly. um but i'm happy with that you know i'll take the, i'll take six points from him at that price yeah. um it's just i'm gonna have dilemmas because i'm gonna to want to start him every week where this week i didn't even against derby and i got lucky by getting his points but I think for Blackburn, I'd only look at Elliott and Armstrong. Derby, I think they're in trouble, possibly. They're going to be looking over the shoulders quite a lot. I, we can't really target them, though, because their fixes are Preston, which I don't want to Preston assets. Birmingham, yes, they're doing really well under Bowie defensively. They've got three clean sheets, but I'm not going to go there. Um They've then got Swansea, but then they've got Sheffield Wednesday last game, which could be a really, really big game in terms of who goes down. Um, so we can't really target them, but we'll just leave them as just leave them. Um, Sheffield Wednesday then they drew one all with Bristol City. I'll be honest with you, I've got no notes down for this other than their fixtures because I gambled on Sheffield Wednesday in the double, or even Captain Jordan Rhodes, that went brilliantly, obviously. Um, I had Windass in that as well, and I knew I did have Windass for me overall. But Blackburn, Middlesbrough, Forest Derby on paper, they're okay games, but I can't see them scoring a lot of goals. What are your thoughts on Sheffield Wednesday? Uh,
1: I think it's probably... Still, just those two in Windass and Rhodes, if you if you really want to go there. I probably wouldn't. Um, the fixtures do look promising, but I think there are probably better options, but those are the two. I mean, I guess they did have the other sort of instance this weekend of Barry Bannon missing the penalty, which could have been big for them. But yeah, yeah. Um, I guess the other thing with that is it could be good or bad for those other two attackers in that they're you know they're not on penalties but might they be now after Bannon's missed that one. So
0: yeah, Windass, when, um, when he'd he'd be the one I'd go for, ideal because he's playing from yeah. foot from with Road. I think my mindset would be completely different if they would got the results against Swansea and um, QPR, but they got dicked by QPR four one. And then lost 2-0 to Swansea, which you know, you can't explain um, you know, go against. But then it's a draw here. I know they missed the penalty, but this Bristol City are really, really poor. And I think you've got to be winning them games. So I'm not convinced by them, if I'm honest. I think if I was going there, I'm kind of scraping the barrel a bit. There's definitely better options elsewhere. In terms of Bristol City, they've got Wickham, Wooten, Millwall and Brentford last four, but they could have the bottom um, or the bottom four in the next four, and I still wouldn't go anywhere near any of them. Would you agree with me on that one?
1: Yeah, I mean, you know the 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 most notable thing in that game really was from a from a Bristol City player was a great save from Henry Lansbury, to <laughs> which gave Sheffield Wednesday the penalty.
0: Exactly. Yeah, I think if somebody if somebody told me now, in um, for next season you've got to choose one team who you can't pick a player from for all season. I think Bristol City would be my team who I choose right now. So that says everything what I think about them.
1: Yeah.
0: That you can target them and I don't know. We'll, we'll move on from this. There's, no, there's actually no point talking about <laughs> Bristol City. Um, we'll go to Forest Nil Huddersfield 2. Jesus Christ, so... All season, what have I said to the listeners? I'm tempted by Forrest a little bit, but I'll go nowhere near him because of the price. So clever bastard here, decided on his overall. You know what, I'm going to go for Christie. I mean, his points are good. his season tally. But I thought, looking at the fixtures, you know, Huddersfield, Birmingham, Stoke, Sheffield, Wednesday, Preston, I don't know if they'll score a lot, but there's definitely clean sheets there. So I'm going to go Christie. Well, obviously, first game they lose two and also Huddersfield, so that went well. Ordersfield um, we're not going to go near, are we, Angus? No. Barnsley, been Coventry and Reading, so two higher end-up clubs there, but we were not go near them far... Oh, excuse me, Far East. Was I stupid for going there? You can be honest, I don't mind. Keep
1: me warm No. Now. No, I think it it was theoretically a good pick. Uh, the problem is, I guess, sort of the the bad forest reared its head again. Exactly. They were good at
0: one point as well, so that's what made me do it. And um, FPL Frenchio yeah, Nottingham Forest correspondent. He'll love this. Well, he won't because he, he doesn't listen to it anyway. I don't think. But <laughs> um, <laughs> I nearly brought in Amiobi on. I he was in my team, I'm not joking, until I did. I was doing the press conference roundup and I got to Forest, and there was a bit of doubt about him, so I thought, you know what, it's not worth it. And he didn't start, was he on the bench? And just looking, no, he wasn't. So it was a good choice, but I nearly did have yeah. Sammy Amobi And looking back now, and I can't believe I was going to have him because I slate him as a footballer. <laughs> um, might actually cross my mind a bit as well because he's so cheap and he's starting a lot now. He looks a good player. But yeah, I didn't. And we'll move on because I know the listeners are thinking, come on, let's get onto the teams we actually want to know about. Yeah, <laughs> Forest, we'll just listen to what I said a few weeks ago. Just wait till next season for Forest. Wait for the prices come down and wait for you to have a pre-season with the team, bring his own players in. I think they'll be okay next. I think they'll do all right. Um, yeah. if he recruits well but don't do what I've done now don't jump on him yet um, next game, Reading 1 Cardiff 1, so this was Friday night so I missed, I was just finishing cricket and I was just checking the score and both goals come in um, from a Reading point of view, Joe ja went off with a shoulder injury, well it looked, like, it looked like he landed funny when he took a shot inside the box so I've got no news on that injury yet I will try and get that I think if he is out though, Angus, for the season, I think that's a blessing in disguise for Jao owners because now they're actually forced to sell him and yeah. where maybe they've been holding on to him for probably a bit too long.
1: Yeah, I think so. I mean, I sympathise with the people that still have him yeah, uh, because I totally understand why they would have held him but I think, like you say, it would be quite handy for them to sort of have just a convenient excuse to get rid now.
0: Yeah, and they can do that. Because they've got Luton next in midweek, but then they've got Swansea and Norwich before Huddersfield last game. So you, you did not you didn't really want Jowin for that anyway. Um, I've got no Reading assets whatsoever, but I know a lot of people are going to have Elisa. Um He had no shots in this game, but he did have five key passes in him one big chance created so he is still doing stuff with the ball and you're going to keep him aren't you at least say
1: yeah yeah definitely
0: because he can't uh... any game and I'm just glad I haven't got him now because I was fed up with trying to decide if I should bench him this week or not and I always got it wrong so I'm happy to not have him but then I'm not going to be surprised if there's a couple more assists or a goal or two in the last four yeah have you got any defensively, ready? Uh
1: So I've still got Richard. Still got him? Yeah.
0: What are your thoughts on um, him defensively in terms of gaffling? I'm,
1: I'm, per- I'm perfectly happy with him again. He's another one that sort of came in sort of cheap. And I, I mean, I benched him, for example, this weekend, just gone. Um, and I'm happy to just sort of start or bench him as it goes. Um It's the similar sort of question with Elisa as well, I guess, in terms of the value means that you're happy to sort of bench them and know they might hurt you, but you feel sort of less anxious over benching them, but I think he's the only one that I'm going to go with, Um, but I have no sort of desire to sell him either.
0: Yeah, they've only won one and seven as well, that was against Derby, so everyone knows the form's disappointing now, they've dropped to seventh and the four points off Barnsley. So Barnsley could have done with a win on Sunday, but you know, they're not out of it. We know they've got a good side on paper and they can beat anyone. But with them fixtures, Luton I can see a win in midweek, but then Swansea and Norwich, I can't really call that, and I'd probably expect them to drop points. So uh, I think yeah. yeah, just go with Elise. In terms of Cardiff, it, I mean they're out of it now there. Form dropped right off, didn't it, from when McCarthy first came in? They're 11 points off Barnes and just looking at the table now. Um, Keith and Moore, that was his first goal in eight games. They haven't kept a clean sheet in four. They've got Brentford next, but then they do have Wickham, and Birmingham, and Rotherham Westfree. So it's I've got none. Obviously, Sean Morrison's still injured. Um, so whether he comes back in the next game or two, that will be a massive boost in terms of defensively, but would you advise any Cardiff assets, Angus?
1: No, I mean, I've almost purely because of value, I've still got Murphy in my team, but he basically sits on my bench almost every week. And um, at some point very soon he may go, but unless someone wants to take a real punt on, on someone like Harry Wilson at this point, which would be sort of purely almost picking based on ability rather than form. Yeah. Um, I can't see the argument to buy any of them at this point, really.
0: That will be something I'll end up doing. I can see it now. <laughs> like, at the moment, how I am now, I'm just not interested, especially the Brentford game. But then when it comes to Friday and I'm looking at my options and I see Wickham next and then I see Birmingham and following that game, it will tempt people. But hopefully, I'm going to stay strong and not cave into fixtures <laughs> and literally leave it because I don't think it's worth it. Um, so we'll move on. And it's Stoke Nell Preston, Nell Harry Suter, obviously got sent off. The only notes I've wrote for this is avoid both.
1: Yeah. Um, Just can't I can't really argue. <laughs> like, no. Especially, especially with Suter getting sent off, where you could have made an argument for him. But with him yeah. getting sent off so there's, there's Powell, no real argument at this point
0: Nick Powell will attract people because you know yeah. how he's done all season but just I just don't if you haven't got him I don't see how it's worth getting him in because Stoker poured and the season just needs to end for them um, but if you've got Powell you might have a few headaches benching headaches but if you've got him you've got yeah. him if Not, I'd leave it Preston I'd leave, I've said it for months and months, probably about six months, since I got rid of Scott and at the beginning of the season. I haven't touched any others and I've got no plans to. And I can't see why anybody wants any Preston players, so we'll move on straight from them. <laughs> and we'll go to Norwich City. Um, congratulations to them. Back to the Premier League. Truly deserved. They've been the best team in the league this season, haven't they? Um, lost 3-1 to Bournemouth here, which I wasn't expecting. I was expecting a tight game. A tough game, but not this. Um, Gino's, Gino's I think that's how you pronounce the name. He got sent off, so I imagine Sorensen is going to play at left back.
1: That would be best guess. Um, I know that they did, did they did sort of, yeah, they did bring him on, so is that would a be the good obvious. Game shout. For a straight rad, I would imagine, given that it was sort of a, a like a studs up, I don't want to say stamp, but like. That it that it will be sort of I think it's three games.
0: Um, with so he's basically out for the season. Then apart from the last game, so
1: yeah,
0: you know if you've got him, which I think most people got Aaron. What well, Aaron's if they've got a Norwich defensive asset, he could be one you could go to sort of for cheap. But actually, let me just check He's actually classed as a defender in the game because I know some players um, are classed as midfielders. Instead of defenders or whatever, just before I give that advice out, I will just check. Um, Sorenson. I can't find him. He's a
1: midfielder. Yes, he is. He's a, he's a midfielder. So I had something yeah. in
0: the back of the mind thinking he may be a midfielder. Yeah, so you can't go there. Um, you probably just stick with Aaron Dan. We've got a few questions on Norwich, and I won't save it till we get to the questions actually, because there's only one question in regards to Norris now. Will they rotate? Now they're up. So we'll get on to that after. Um, Bournemouth, six wins in a row now in the league. Dan Juma with another goal and an assist. We've got millwall Brentford, Wickham and Stoke, last four. We spoke about Bournemouth probably a few times over the last few weeks now. Who were the options? It was leading up to the double game week. Um, Dan Juma, obviously. You talked me out of billing, actually.
1: I yes, I, yeah, I, I, was, I was going to keep quiet on that one.
0: Yeah, oh, every time he kept hitting me, <laughs> I was like, oh, you're kidding me. Yeah. But in all fairness, it hasn't hurt me because I'd have gone billing over Dan Juma. Yeah. I only had a space of one midfielder, so in all fairness, you've done me a, a favour, let's say. <laughs> um, people have got Solanke, in which... I'm not overly excited about it. I had him. It was just for the double. I can see why people have got him. But it's got to that point in the season now where now actually I'm thinking who's a better option than Sonke? I chose Armstrong and DK. His name's in the mix, isn't it, so if you've got him?
1: Yeah, so um, I was going to hold him actually for this game week and I made a relatively late decision to take a minus four to get Armstrong in for him. OK. Um, and obviously that's worked out for me, but that's sort of where I'm at at this point in terms of like if if it's someone like Armstrong, then sure. But I don't think there's actually that many above Solanke at this point. Um, and I think anyone who's got Tim, I wouldn't necessarily be sort of desperate to sell. Um, it would just be if you if you wanted to do something sort of different.
0: Well, I'm at the point where I won't bring them in because, like I said, I ruled with with no Bournemouth. Um, mm. I think I don't know if I can't even remember if we said it on air or off air before we started, but my I didn't have Dan Juma. The reason was because they had Norwich and I had every intention of bringing him in for this week. I honestly didn't expect him to get a goal and assist. So I'm at the point where I've got none and I need to get some in because you know they're in good form. They've won six in a row and we know how good they are anyway. So I'm obviously going to bring Dan Juma in. And there's every chance I bring in another two over the next two game weeks and have triple. And I'm thinking, where do I go? Because the full-backs rotate. I don't want centre-back. I don't want news use uh, transfer on a keeper to bring Begovic in. So I'm at, where is it? In Billion and D- Solanke and Dan Juma, them three. Do you reckon you could have all three? If one of the listeners is listening and thinking they want all three.
1: Think it's viable to have all three? Yeah, I mean, I think I think it's viable. I think you, it's one of those when you go with a triple up, particularly like an attacking triple up, like you have to be sort of prepared for the potential frustration. Yeah, but I think it's it's certainly viable. Um, like you say, it's it's difficult to motivate yourself for like the other parts of the team. Um, the closest one in that he seems to play a bit more and obviously got a goal in this is Kelly. Yeah. Um, but I'm not sure that that would be a sort of better or more exciting option than going to the three and attack.
0: What What about, if say, someone like a Femineer owner? I know it's only one game and we're seeing keep, but if they don't want keeping, and they won't get red, do you reckon you could go to a Cali?
1: Yeah, yeah, and Kelly would be the one that I would go to. Um, I know that it could theoretically be Rico at any point. Yeah. But but I would I would still be be going to Kelly if I was going to one from them.
0: Yeah, I think I'm going to... I think I'll end up just going Dan Juma and Solanke. I think I'll choose Dan Juma, obviously, over Berlin, because he's remarkable, Dan is, and I know he's highly owned, so... I need to cover myself there a bit before I end up 50th overall. Um, so I need to get him in as soon as possible. But I think I could see me going to um, Solanke at some point, maybe not this week, but maybe for the weekend, and make a DK another game. And then if that doesn't come off, accept my losses on him and get red. Because um, obviously I've already got Tony for the double, but I haven't got Pookie now. So yeah. that's a massive worry, but... Do I would I go Slanky over Puki actually? But then that will we'll get onto that. We'll get on to Norwich. It's God, it's all going on at this end of the season. And um, last two games then were from Sunday. And um, so I actually haven't seen anything from this, I'm not even gonna lie. Um, because obviously we didn't get the quest highlights for this. But Birmingham with a big win against Rotherham, that's two wins on the bounce and three clean sheets for Birmingham. Um Rotherham, I think we we're all right about Rotherham. They were gonna struggle, weren't they? playing this many games and you know fair play to them they've given it a good go but they've come up short haven't they
1: yeah I think it's just a bit too much I mean it's debatable whether they would have been able to survive anyway but then when you're confronted with playing that many games in such a short period of time you are going to struggle
0: two questions for you then before we move on from this game one for each team Birmingham obviously the two wins and three clean sheets are you tempted at all Yes. Oh, you are. Yeah. Oh, right. Well, I'm gonna have to. Who's <laughs> <laughs>
1: interesting you? Yeah. Um. So it it's really boring, but particularly with sort the of clean sheets, it's not solely because he got the goal. Um, Harley Dean or uh, Colin.
0: Colin, yeah, I like Colin. I had him earlier on in the season. You know the this is the Birmingham game. That we thought we were getting and we were getting at one point. So, you know, I can't really sit here and laugh at you for going to Birmingham. But I'm just not going to get... They've stung me too many times now, so (laughs) I've washed my hands with them. Um, And I've grown a bit of a hatred for them because Liam, our Birmingham correspondent, he absolutely loves the club, doesn't he? Um, And fair play to him. We've got a group chat where... All the fans in there, they'll post team news and stuff like that, or the lineup when the lineups get announced. He is on it every single time. And he was even doing it when you know we've got absolutely no interest in being when I when he when I see him, I'll see the notification and I know he's gonna post the team. I'm like, why? But fair play to him. Um he loves it, and hopefully next season, similar to Forest there will be a team where we can actually use them for gaffer. Um, because they have got yeah. a decent team on paper. It's just whatever happened with Karanka, it obviously didn't work. Um, yeah, so that's Birmingham. Rather then. We know we still got, they've still got two more doubles in 44 and 45, isn't it? So yeah. everybody who brought them in for the doubles before have probably still got them players, like a Harding, a Smith, Crooks. What are your thoughts on Rotherham? I've, oh, actually, I, have a, I think I've kept Crooks on the overall just for having him for two doubles. Yeah, I have. What's your advice on them?
1: I think it's, it's probably worth having one. Um, I think we probably got a bit carried away with the idea of the triple. I mean, the only, I guess, the real winners from that were... The Johansson owners, particularly on Jeepers Keepers,
0: um, hundred yeah. percent.
1: I had gone with two. I'd even uh, vice-captained Crooks. That went really well um, in the. <laughs> um, I think you're probably at the point now where you only really want one, maybe two, because of the doubles they've got coming up. But I also think, as we've seen, it's not necessarily going to hurt you going without.
0: Yeah, definitely. I, if I if I hadn't got any, I didn't think I'd bring any in. And I've been part, you know, I, well, wasn't moaning, but I was like thinking to myself: people are blinded by this triple game week. Yeah, I completely agree with you, and Jeepers keepers, that was a brilliant move. But like myself, bringing Crooks in, and it's like, why? You know, he's if you get a return, it's a bonus. It seems you're just playing for his minutes, and I don't like that. But then I've. I'm a hypocrite because I contradict myself by having crooks on the overall. Um, so I can see why people would have him, but I think we've all been blinded by double game weeks this season. Yeah, Some paid off. I mean, Rotherham paid off for us earlier on in the season. Um, but like Luton, for example, we've got a double in 44. Do you really want to Luton play here just because they're playing twice? Yeah, we'll move on from Rotherham. Um, Coventry fair play to them 2-0 win against Barnsley is a good result in terms of staying up but in terms of gaffer there's nothing left there for us to talk about is there no. um, Barnsley on the other end disappointing result for them um, a few of us brought DK in a lot of us have got Collins and goal and then defensive assets um, like a Halleck Anderson um, a Britton maybe um, do we just put this down to a bad day and then we keep them. I think that would be my advice.
1: Yeah, I think so. Um, I was just going to mention, because I saw it on Twitter at one point, a special mention for David Strom, who thought he was buying DK and brought Dykes instead.
0: Oh, you've got to be joking. <laughs> That's disgusting. Oh, I hate stuff like that. I hate... <laughs> Oh, it makes me sick. I wish I'd done that.
1: Yeah, so uh, that that one that one made me laugh. So I thought that that deserved a, a special mention there, Absolutely. especially because he, he he was he was distraught when he realised he'd bought Dykes rub the DK, and then I'm, the way I'm, it ended up working out.
0: <laughs> oh God, I'm shaking my head at that. Right, I'd have been, if I'd done that, I'd have been distraught because I had eyeouts with DK this game week, hence me vice yeah. captaining him. I'd have been destroyed, but fair fair play to where Sometimes, you know, you need luck in this game. Yeah, I've had plenty of it throughout the season. That's got me where I am, Um, and that's run out now, but you do need luck, so fair play. Um, That's covered the games, Angus. Um, I love how I said at the beginning of the part, this is probably going to be a shorter one, but again, (laughs) you kind of get lost in the games, and I think we're about near an hour mark now, so we'll start flying through the questions, and we'll try to keep it under an hour and a half We've got about 10 questions to, to though. So, there. Um, so thank you very much for sending the questions in. Um, to show my appreciation for you sending them in, I haven't even looked at them. Um, I saw them come in <laughs> on the notifications. So every answer I give is coming off the bat. So apologies for that. Hopefully Angus will carry me through this section. We'll start with our QPR correspondent, Chris Hermitage. He's put move off Norwich assets now, given promotion is secured and the title is around the corner. Um, keen to hear you discuss your predicted top six final standings. So we'll start with the Norwich question. I'll go first because my answer is pretty simple. I don't, I generally don't know because they've played well, they've secured promotion, but obviously they're prepared for this game and they may have announced the lineup to the squad the day before on Friday or whatever. So I think the only thing you can do is just see over the next, well, the midweek and then at the weekend. I'd be very surprised if there's no rotation, but I don't Mm -hmm. think it's going to be play kids for the sake of it. I think Buendio will feature quite a lot, maybe go off after 60 once he's done his job. What do you
1: think? Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's difficult because there's there's not a lot of sort of obvious rotation you see there. Like, you know, does, does, does Hugel really get, like, you know, more games now? Like, almost, how much is there to gain from that? You know, does someone like Onel Hernandez get more game time? It's not necessarily sort of like guys that you'd be sort of rushing to play. I mean, particularly for this midweek, I don't see it because – they can still clinch, they can I think it's this week they can clinch the title. Yeah. Um so obviously they're not going to rotate, particularly playing Watford, they're not going to rotate for that when they can clinch the title as well. I think after that it's possible. I also think that there's there's a there's an argument with some of the fixtures that might their fixtures might be a little bit difficult for the attack. With QPR Reading and Barnsley, there's possibly an argument for just naturally sort of coming off, maybe particularly one of Wendy or Pookie, but like doing that anyway. But I wouldn't necessarily think about sort of like masses of rotation coming from them.
0: While we're on Norwich now, Angus, while you were speaking then, uh, Mark FPR Badgers just um, sent a message in our group chat um, from Norwich's press conference. And Pookie and not while doubts, so that's not saying they're okay. out. Um, yeah. But bear that in mind. I pray to God Pookie is out. <laughs> I won't be able to move. Um, but let's just pretend like we haven't got that. I think Pookie, I can't see him playing at like, starting Hugo. I like I I can just see you know if the 2-0 up or whatever or the game's won sixty minutes in. Yeah, bringing them off. And just giving them minutes, I I can't see mass rotation. In terms of the last six, Angus, how
1: do you see it finishing? So I still have Norwich finishing top, obviously. Like I said, they can clinch it this midweek. I think Watford will end up hanging on to second place. I agree. Um, I think it might end up that they'll actually secure it with a couple of games to go, but I think they'll be all right. I've got Bournemouth finishing in third. Yeah, I can see why. Particularly with how close it is between those three, it's um, it's quite easy to see it sort of going either way. But I've got Bournemouth third, Brentford fourth, Swansea fifth, and Barnsley sixth.
0: I've got exactly the same, other than I think Brentford will finish third. I think that game and will will be like that will gate for them. But yeah, I think Norwich Watford. Brentford, Bournemouth, Swansea, Barnsley. I think Barnsley though we've got to be very careful. I'm just looking at the fixtures now. Uh, Huddersfield, Rotherham, Preston, and Norwich. I oh, know. Yeah, Barnsley will be sounds with them three fixtures. Yeah. Now. Um. That's that question then from Chris FPL Joel. He's put after being outplayed the last few game weeks. I'm looking for a couple of out the box punts to try and close the gap on top. Any ideas? Well, Joel. Out the box punts, you've come to the right person. Unfortunately, <laughs> my make your arrows red, not green. Uh, so maybe not. But what are your thoughts? And this is quite a good question, actually. And yeah, I wish I'd had more time to actually prepare for this question because I'd like to have done a bit of digging for myself as well. Because I'm at that pointy stage yes. now.
1: Yeah, I've written down some real punts, including from a few teams that we. Previously said not considering anyone.
0: Oh, we would um, go like
1: This. So I had written down a Birmingham defender. Yeah. I'd written down, um, Dewsbury Hall or Adebayo from Luton. Oh wow! Which obviously, okay. like they've got the double, but like this is sort of like truly sort of like no one's going to pick them. So like, yeah,
0: um, I agree, nobody is.
1: Yeah. Just I, I did like
0: Joel wants to try and win it. Yeah. Just bear that uh, in mind. I did.
1: Uh, yeah. <laughs> Um, if you if you really want the successful one, I wrote down Yannick Bolasie. Wow! Up, to be <laughs> fair, he's gained a few returns. Yeah, I wrote down uh, Barry Douglas.
0: Okay, for the fixtures,
1: I yeah, and I wrote down um, I think it's Sep Vandenberg, is a young defender from Liverpool at Preston.
0: Yeah, I can't believe you've even put a Preston player in there. I know he's out yeah. the box. He means out yeah. the box, not out the index. <laughs> <picks. laughs> but yeah. I,
1: but... I really sort of like I got to the point where I was like, yeah, let's just let's just throw something wild out there. So set Vandenberg.
0: I'm just having a look at the league table now and just like just try and find some teams and then pick a player from there. I, d- I think though the thing is for Joel, like if I was saying it for someone else, a punt, I would probably give something out there. I, but with Joel, yeah. he's got to be very careful. He does need to take a punt or two to get back to top. But yeah. he doesn't want to do something absolutely ridiculous like I've done, and then completely blow a season when he's done. He's yeah. been top for the majority. He's done so well. I think a windass at Sheffield Wednesday, yeah, isn't too maverick. Um, I'm not like that big on it, but someone like that. Maybe a Dukey at Birmingham is a yeah. striker. Do you want use a strike slot on him? though? No, I don't know. Um, who else have we got for us? No. Black Ben Armstrong. I don't think that's going to be as out of the box as we think over the next week or two. I could potentially see a lot of people in the top ten having him. So yeah, Harvey Elliott could be a punt though. Um, yeah, I'm double up on Black Bristol City's a no go. Luton. Yeah, I've got the double, but I'm not overly convinced. Could you, Charlie Austin? Could he be an out of the box pick now? Because this is his suspension done now, I'd have to check the team. I think I think, he, I think well. he's, I, but I think he's missed three. So I don't believe he has, but I'm not hundred yeah. percent. But if he's back, Austin could be an out of the box pick.
1: Yeah, but a
0: yeah, good in. Dikes has done well now.
1: Yeah,
0: just... <laughs> um, Kiefer Moore could be a good shout after this fixture. Yeah. We've got three good fixtures. Um, a uh, Mate or Mate, however you want to say him at Reading. Yeah. With Joe being out, will he play up front? Or even a Puskis. I don't know if he's injured though, because it came on, did he? he? got the assist. Yeah. Um, or an even better one, actually. This is my favourite one, Joel. you love this one. Um, force at Brentford. If they're gonna keep that formation. Yeah. If they play two fronts yeah. again midweek, it could be a big shout. But I don't want to yeah. say go for him and then they play four, three, three, and yeah. back on the bench. But yeah, I think
1: there's some good shouts there actually. I th- I think my more realistic sort of out-of-the-box punts would probably be Bolassi and Barry Douglas.
0: Yeah. Douglas is a good shout for the fixtures getting in there. If they can keep some clean sheets or he can get some attack yeah. returns. It's a very big differential. Like a um, Next question. Auto-reclose. Um, would you gamble on any looting players for the double? So you've just briefly mentioned there, Angus. I will back that up with a message I sent to Dan Ashby in our group chat um, about an hour ago. I just basically put, I can't believe I'm asking about looting players, but are there any viable options going into the double game week? And he put... Um, Adibayo is the main option he looks like his first choice over Collins but he did take a knock on Saturday he actually went off when he won the penalty didn't he? and Collins come on and yeah. Um. so we need to see if he plays defensive option is probably Brie, he's a cheap attacking right back on some set pieces but he struggled with fitness so he might not play both games and Dewsbury he's on most set pieces so I basically put nobody then uh, <laughs> he's put the only other option is piercing with what you're being out. So I think going by that, juice be all is the safest option of playing both games, isn't he?
1: Yeah, I think here more the other the only other one I was going to mention, because I've I've decided that this is the safest way to go with all doubles now, is that I'd bring up Sluga the goalkeeper.
0: Yeah, just get the keeper in. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's
1: not that's going to be something. my new approach to doubles
0: Like <laughs> some of the new players I know there's one new player who's listening now who's got all three boosts available because he's only just started mm. um, getting Sluger and then having Jeepers keepers on him or yeah, yeah something like that But we, and I'm not overly keen on him I'm not really advocating them if I'm honest but thank you for the question next one is from Fish FPL who are the best three Brentford players to own for the run-in I currently only own Tony. And what team should we be moving away from? I currently have three Swansea and three Norwich players, two QPR and two Bournemouth. So we'll break it down. The first bit, which three Brentford players. And to be fair, we have really covered this, haven't we, when we spoke about Brentford at the beginning. Um, It is a wait and see. We don't know what formation they are going to play. So we don't know what players are actually going to play. The best advice is not to just watch them again midweek and then pray at the weekend that whoever you brought in yeah. they actually play. It is actually the only thing we can advise and I hate giving you that answer. And I've just realised for the whole podcast I've been looking to the opposite side of my mic because my phone's on my right. My Can <laughs> like, you hear me okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh good. I've been looking to the right all the way through it. But yeah, I hate giving that advice but it is I'd rather give no advice and shit advice. Um, and then the next one is, who should he be moving away from? So he's got Triple Swansea, Triple Norwich, and Double QPR and Bournemouth. I think Double QPR and Bournemouth actually okay now. Uh, yeah. I think Triple Norwich is okay for now until we see evidence of rotation. Triple Swansea, though, I'm not keen no. on. I'd probably get off that as soon as possible
1: yeah I think triple Swansea I'd move away from um, either down to one or double and I think triple Norwich is fine but that's also one where you could sort of drop down to double I think at this point but there is obviously a risk with that but I think that's one where you could sort of move off one as well
0: yeah, I quite agree. I'm just trying to look at some teams now we could possibly jump onto um, off the Swans. Yes, obviously he's, he's only got Tony, so he's going to go more Brantford players. But other than that, we've already mentioned Blackburn have got great fixtures, haven't they? Middlesbrough have got good fixtures, actually. Yeah. And I know you mentioned Blassie, but yeah, they've got really good fixtures on paper. So if you want Chase, the fixtures... Blassie could be a good shot there, going on to Middlesbrough. Um, Who else? Norwich, we've already looked at. Reading's a mixed bag. Swansea, obviously getting rid of. Watford is a mixed bag as well. I think go on to Brentford from your Swansea, but then take a punt or two, like an Armstrong, Elliot, a Blassie, just somebody like that. Even Cardiff, if you're going to wait this week, jump on a Harry Wilson or a Kiefer Moore, someone like that. Quite an odd question to answer, if I'm honest, because I don't know what his team looks like and we all have different opinions. So that's, yeah, that's that one. FPL Buddy has put, rate the boost that you have both used over the season, so the nine that we've used, and then choose one from them nine that you definitely want back, so you can only have one back out them nine. Um, I won't rate them, I won't rate all nine, but, mm. um, well, I mean, I have put them in order because Joel did a tweet for his article yeah, uh, the other day um, asking to rank the boost and I put on that, so, bear with me while I get that up. Um, of course, when I'm looking for a tweet, he's tweeted loads about um, the Super League. Er... Uh, What's your favorite boost, Angus? While we look at this,
1: um, I was actually looking for the same thing. Um, <laughs> oh,
0: fantastic, this is great planning, by the way, everybody.
1: Yeah, uh, I don't so know I where it's put the question. Probably, quest. probably away days. Um, Who is your best boost? Probably, um, I just to think so. Yes, I found my tweet. So I did the top five, obviously, that I had used. So I said, Away Days, Park the Bus, Jeepers Keepers, Goal Fest, and Multi Captain. Oh, wow. Yours is like completely different to mine.
0: I can't see mine, but you'll be able to see my reply. But I think I put Jeepers Keepers, Goal Fest, overall, Away Days in there. I think Away Days is good if you can get it right. Yeah. Goal Fest, I got spot on in that game at 28 or whatever it was. It was in yeah. a double. It was perfect. Uh, but then this time, obviously, I haven't used this. But I think overall is the most important boost, and that's the one I'd want. Because at some point, you do need an overall. Your team gets in a state. Maybe you've built yeah. up doubles or whatever, or you've got injuries. You kind of do need it, with it's not having a free s. It, I've used overall in all three
1: parts of the game, I think. Yeah, which is funny in that I'm the complete opposite in that I haven't used overall at any point. This is crazy. And then we're only separated
0: by four points. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it just shows different strategies. It does work. It depends what kind of manager you are. But I do know, well, I don't know for sure, but I think Jeepers Keepers will get... St- Change next season so it's not as yeah i
1: think i think it was i think it was seeing that i mean away days i get and it makes sense in terms of like how many more points you score but i think we saw with jeepers keepers the capability of like it just being so much bigger than any other boost where it's like i think it that one does need to be reworked a little bit
0: definitely I, i like the idea of it and you know it was fun yeah and I was going to tweet about it the other day saying how I thought it was a pub, but I didn't want it come across as sour grapes because people yeah. had gone wow well and I hadn't. It, it's not that at all. I had a good week off it. I got 195 when I used it, so I can't moan about other people gaining big points from it. But in hindsight, for next year, it does need to be brought down a bit where maybe yeah. um, one point per save instead of three um, and then you get your clean sheets Maybe it's double clean sheets, one point per save, and then have the 10 points for a penalty because they are rare. I think three points per save was crazy, but it was fun. So, yeah. yeah, I hope that answers that question. But, yeah, overall for me, I'd have back straight away. And because I was looking for Joel's tweet, I've lost the questions. God, I'm well organised. Um, next question, Mike Day. He's actually tired of me. 10th, we're on the same point. So, um, sports <laughs> for Powell as a differential catching choice this week. I'm going to assume he's talking about Nick Powell at Stoke. Yeah. Oh, okay. Right. Because you're on the same points as me and you're above me. Yeah, I'd use his <laughs> <it>, Mike, honestly. <laughs> 100%. If you could use your vice captain on him as well, get it on. <coughs> um, you no, know, I'm just joking. Um, I wouldn't do it myself. Coventry at home. I think you're looking at the fixture too much there. Um, you're seeing a green fixture. Coventry are poor. They're fighting for the lies. Stoke are poor. Honestly, we are really, really poor. Um, we're just floating down a river. We're in a canoe and we're not using our paddles. We're kind of just drifting. <laughs> um, so when I say we're absolutely terrible, we're not. But we're not good. Um, I wouldn't do it. There's other fixtures in there. Um, I'm just like I'd rather Armstrong against Sheffield Wednesday if you had him. Um, who else am I looking at? I'm just looking in Brentford. They've got Cardiff. Mm. Um, I'd I'm say
1: one of the one of the Bournemouth guys against Millwall.
0: Yeah, I'd have Dan Juma all day over. Um, yeah. thingy. I'm just going to look. I don't know who he's got in his team, but because he's by me, I know where he is. I can get his team up my day. Oh, he hasn't got Dan Juma. He's got no Bournemouth. He has got Armstrong, oh. though. He's got Armstrong, Tony and Pookie up front. He's got Pucy, yeah. Buendia, Hurahan, Powell, then Mowat. Looking at that, obviously, he's going to bring someone in. I'd bring Dan, You've got to bring Dan Juma in, haven't you? I would think so. Uh, I'd have a Dan Juma. But if it was just off... see if he was rolling, and if it was just off that team, I don't even know if you can see my phone there, Angus, I'd go Armstrong. Yeah, yeah definitely. So that answers that one. Thanks for the question, Mike. Um, I hope you have a terrible game week this week and I overtake you. <laughs> um, next question is from... Um, let me get the account name it's EFL Fantasy Goal so it's a new account that's in the Gaffer community yeah. and he's just put how would you recommend a newbie manager manage the last three to four weeks of the season so for context he's basically just created a team now Yeah. he's got all the boost and I think his name was Aaron I had a little chat with him last night in DMs yeah he's Aaron from Ireland so give him a follow He he's going to start writing articles and stuff so That'll be pretty cool for the community. But I've got no advice. It's literally just have fun. You've got free boosts yeah. in four weeks. Yeah, leave. definitely. Pick, use Jupiter's Keepers on a double, definitely. <laughs> get and in, get Raya and Sluger in, um, and just have some fun with it. Um, I'm assuming if he's writing articles next season on the game, he knows his stuff. Like, you know, mm. players in the league and stuff like that. So, yeah, that's my only advice for that. Just have some fun. I, I can't
1: give you any strategic advice because it's it's worthless, isn't it, really? Yeah, I mean, the the only thing for me, because I was thinking about this this one, and it's sort of like, it's almost like, just particularly <coughs> as it's almost like just a shot to nothing, you're playing for four weeks. Sort of like, like, just try things, try different players, try, like, you know, see how it works. Like there are times where we think about guys being like good players and that they'd be good in fantasy, and then you've you played them in Gaffer this year and they've done nothing. And yeah. other guys who you wouldn't have thought of being great and they've done they've done sort of bits for you. So it's sort of just try different players, see who does well in the game, see who doesn't do well in the game.
0: That's and, good advice, and I think as well, look ahead to next season. So if you're thinking, yeah. you know, far, let's use Forest as another example. Get someone from there you think you might want next season, and then because if you've got them in the team, you're more liable to focus more on. Them, so you'll see more stats from them, um, how many past season stuff like that. You'll probably focus more on that. So it'll just give you an idea so you can start building a shortlist for next season. I think.
1: Yeah, and it, yeah, because that was the other thing I was going to say was like, almost particularly at this point, you're not going to score as many points, but just ignore the likes of Norwich if you're yeah. planning ahead to next season. Like you probably won't score as many points. But at the same time, what are you really achieving by having Norwich players at this point when they're not going to be in it next season?
0: Exactly. Completely agree with that. We've got three questions left then, Angus. Billy Adway has asked, best players to target for each of the remaining game weeks? Um, We've discussed quite a lot, actually, teams that have got good fixtures coming up. Have you got anything written
1: down for this one? So I said I, I did a, a couple for each. So for this one, I said, I think it's a Blastie, DK, Armstrong, yeah. Elliot. 44, I just wrote Brentford.
0: Yeah, of course. The um,
1: ones. 45, I put down Dan Juma, Solanke and Luton.
0: No Blackburn against Rotherham.
1: No, I think it's because I'd already put them down. I didn't put them down again, uh, but
0: yeah. I think that could be a really good week for Armstrong because obviously they've got they've got the doubles, haven't they, again? And I think they're yeah. going to be so, so tired. Now, they're already showing signs of yeah. tiredness, obviously, and understandably, but I think Armstrong playing on the last man could really kill Rotherham that week. But yeah, who else have you got? Sorry, I interrupted you then.
1: Uh, so I think for 45, it was Solanke, Dan Juma and Luton. And then 46, I went for Elise and Windass, which again, you don't know how it's going to be set up going into the final day. Um, but those were two sort of fixtures that jumped out at me potentially.
0: Yeah, I tend to agree there. I think the last game is going to be so call because we don't know who's going to be down, who's up, who's got that playoff pass or whatever. Um that'll be a wait and see. But yeah, I think you covered that pretty well there. FPL Thomas is asked, how can the Gaffer game improve next season? And I might be lying, but I swear he asked that the other week. I don't know if it was Thomas <laughs> who asked it, but we got... Yeah, somebody else week. might have a- asked it. Oh, um, Thomas or not, but... Um, I'm trying to think what I actually said on that pod now. Way too many times for that. A lot of the things that I changed my mind on, like, because I wanted I want ownership to be in the game so I can see somebody's ownership. But I like the fact that that's not swaying any of my decisions.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, because I'm um, my my I can't even remember, I? I'm my own worst enemy in terms of ownership. I will go against ownership to try and be clever, and feel yeah. really good when it pays off. But then, obviously, get burnt quite a lot. So, yeah. it probably have someone like me a favor. I think the only time it comes in Andy, would be at the end now when you want to take a punt. Yeah. You can actually see that who the differential is because we might be thinking someone like Armstrong and DK are highly owned now. Well, I do anyway because I've seen yes. them in a few teams on Friday, but in fact, out of the 7,000 players, they might only be in less than 100.
1: Yeah, so yeah, fact, totally. That'd be a
0: uh, one Angus actually is boosts. I like how fun it is, and we get the nine, but I think we should be giving them all at the beginning of the season. Um, but you can only use three in each part still. But you mm-hmm. can because now we've played a full season, we now know we will save Jeepers keepers till the end because we want the doubles for that. It's yeah, otherwise, it's a It's not really a good boost, actually, in a single game week. Yeah. We know we're all going to save that towards the end. Um, If we only have one overall, I think that'll be interesting. But I think we'll need a free boost for that to get round. Um, Goal Fest, beneficial in a double. So we'll be saving that. We'll know what we're getting because we could save. We could go 20-odd weeks, wherever it is, planning on Jeepers Keepers coming in at the end for a double and then we don't even get it. Yeah. So if we have them all available, we know what we're getting, we can actually plan for it and just use yeah. free when
1: we can. Um, what else? What do you think? Um, so, I mean, there, there are a couple of issues that we've gone with, which I think have got better in terms of things like, you know, the adding of players to the games. And the yeah. other thing that I was going to say was the, the, the point updating, so particularly during the game week. But I have noticed the past few weeks, I felt, I felt like that's been quicker. Yeah, um, in I, terms I of the points, well. up, updating sort of like through, you know, during the games and everything. Um, I I know it's it's a more divisive one. I personally, for example, like the vice captain rule in terms of the point scoring.
0: I'm glad you're um, you my bit on that, I'm and mean.
1: And I, I, I know I know that one is more divisive, but I I personally uh, quite like it. And one that I know you will agree with me on is I wasn't originally, but I'm with you on get rid of the minus two for strikers getting booked.
0: Yeah, fucking hate that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm with you on that one. I'm not with you on the vice capsule. And I'm, I knew it, you know, I've been quite good this season. I don't, when I've started feeling about something, I don't tweet about it because it could come across the wrong way. I knew we did the other week, um I'd captained Pookie.
1: Yeah.
0: And it was a Pookie and Tony basically. And I just felt yeah. there wasn't a big enough swing for Tony Blanking because people vice captain Pookie where I'd captained him. So if I tweeted it, it'd have been me throwing my toys out the pram, which I get. Yeah. And it's not that I just don't think you get rewarded for taking a risk on a captain when you can just play safe with a vice captain. That's what I didn't like. So them Tony captainers didn't lose out that much to me as a Pukki captainer, where it should have been, They should have been 30 odd points behind
1: me then. Do you get what I mean? I mean, I was, I was a Tony captainer and it did feel like a big difference when it was sort of the 18 odd points difference or whatever. It did still feel like a big difference um, in that I only vice-captained Puki and everything. Um, but I guess the, uh, the other aspect for me and it does then depend sort of on your on your play style is there's times where like, you know, I'd really like to captain someone, but I, I can't quite do it and I can put the vice captain on them. Like there was one a few weeks ago where like a vice captain Feminia, because I really like his fixture and everything where it's like, I feel like it sort of enables me to have almost an extra like punt. Yeah. Uh, um, a lot of the time, but
0: Yeah, I get that and I get you know, it creates more, more points and that's what people want to yeah. see when they play. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I do totally understand it. I just think, for me, I take the game quite seriously. Like, I've got, yeah. I remember sometimes the reason why we love this game because it's fun and high-scoring and some of the suggestions that I come up with myself uh, would take away the high-scoring part, like maybe just having... Yeah. Boost throughout the season, like nine. Where yeah. when I think about it, because that's that's what I thought about earlier on when I was thinking about this question. And then now when I think about it, I'm like, well, no, because then that defeats the object. And why we play the game because it's fun. Yeah, it gets frustrated, but yeah. Um, but yeah, that's just off the top of my head. But I know we did cover that the other week. Um, and the guys at Gaffer did hear it, and um, you know they take the feedback on board, which I think is brilliant. Um, yeah. You know, we're not being over critical. It's a new game. There's going to be teething problems. But I think when we look back at the season in a few weeks' time and we look back at it, and we think they've done a top job, to be fair.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely.
0: And I think we've got from this season in regards to adding players and stuff. And I know me and you, Rob, Dan, Rob Pick, quite a lot of us will be on board to help straight away in terms of adding players yeah. into the season so I think we'll, we'll be okay in that um, last questions from FPL Glaston I think this is his first ever question um, it's, having never played but given the Super League news being the death um, nail of FPL how much more attractive does Gaffer become next season I for one need a new, new team to support so i I don't know how, we, how the Super League news will affect the Championship yet uh, because I've seen certain stuff where it shows six will go up this season if them six are kicked out of the Premier League. Yeah. We don't know the ins and outs from it. We don't know what's going to happen. So I don't think it's going to affect the Championship yet. Um, but I think it will... In the long term, I don't really know. I don't really want to give an answer because I don't know the ins and outs of it yet. Yeah. I'm still following the news of the Super League, right, on Sky yeah. Sports News, try and find out. Um, so I don't know, really. But I think just come play Gaffer anyway. Um, it's a better game than that. Yeah,
1: just yeah. I mean, I think it's it's gonna be it's gonna be good. Yeah, I think it. I think there will be more people who like start playing gaffer as a result i i don't think it will be sort of like you know massive amounts because i think even now just sort of looking at the uh number of people playing gaffer so the number of total players even at this point with new joiners is 7337 in yeah. fpl it's like over 7 million or whatever over 8 million like so you know there's there's not going to be uh, like you know a huge number of those fpL players suddenly come and play gaffer but like it it is i think there will be an increase in interest and I think you know it would be bad in the respect that you know it will probably be harder for me to get into the top ten again yeah but I think it is it, it is it is a more fun game i think and it is sort of like I have more fun interacting with people about gaffer than fpL as well so Um, I could put. I I would. I would wholeheartedly encourage people to play. Yeah,
0: and I think as well, if you play FPL, you know that's fine. Um, I play Gaffer more than I do FPL, but that's just this season. I've always played FPL before. Yeah. But we're in Planet FPL Slack channel, and we've got a Championship Fantasy um, channel in there, which is just for Gaffer. And all the FPL players, they're playing Gaffer as well, and you can play casually with Gaffer. You know. um, Yeah. I'd, we put the team news out on Twitter on match days, so that helps people. So you know who's injured and stuff because news is hard to come by. But you can play casually other than that. You look at that. Choose what you're bringing in. They've got good fit and You can play casually and it's fun. Um, but then you can play more seriously like we do, really, to be fair, don't we? But the Gatha community on a whole is 100 times better than the FPL community now. Because there's, there's so many balance in the FPL community now, we were just there to put other people down. You know, they think they're Johnny Big Boys. Why are you doing this? Why are you doing that? When they're sitting outside the top million, well, how, how do you do that? Well, how can you tell somebody they're doing it wrong when you're not first? Where with the Gaff yeah. community? I'm in com- I'm not anymore, but I was in competition with a lot of people around me and. I honestly generally wish them the best. Obviously, not to be yeah. me, but I yeah. want when the season ends, I want to look at that top 20 and see so many people who I know from Twitter. I want yeah. that. Where in FPL, it's not like that. I, everyone's against you in a way. Yeah. So it, it's fun. I like it. Um, yeah, just come play Gaffy. You have fun. Listen to the podcast every week. Make sure you retweet it, though. Um, and <laughs> yeah, just, there's some good guys in the community you can have chats with on the weekends, It's good. Um, one thing we're gonna do, and it's my fault, it hasn't happened so far this season, is use the Slack channel more because it's really good. Because there's a channel for each team, so I'm gonna be posting the team news in there next season. I think. So if you join the Slack, it's free. You'll get all the team news in one place. It's all there. People, ch- if you want to chat about Stoke. Well, you wouldn't want to chat about Stoke. If you want to chat about <laughs> United, um, assets you can do in one place. So you haven't got if you're not interested in that chat, you haven't got to read through it. It can it it's really good. It works well for Planet FPL, doesn't it? We're in there. Yeah. I'm yeah definitely. FPL Twitter, well, I've still got my account, but that's getting that's going. Yeah. And I just use that as the community. It's brilliant. So yeah. We'll do, I'll sort all that out over pre-season. I just want to get this season out of the way and then we've got some good plans for next season and that we're going to do with the accounts. Um, I think what we need to do is, I'm not afraid to announce it now on the pod, is we're going to sort the pod format out where I think, you know, we enjoy podding this, recording it, but for a casual player, an hour and a half for a Championship podcast is way too long. And, you know, I agree. For those who aren't like listening, Fair Play, you listen every week. Thank you very much. We enjoy doing it. But I think what we're going to do is do two podcasts a week where we'll do the main pod to try and get it an hour or under. And then we're going to do an extra time pod in midweek where it's going to be about 30 minutes. And we'll just talk about key points that we couldn't talk about at the weekend and stuff in terms of gaffer. So you're going to be involved with that, aren't you, Angus? Yeah. But the plan, we'll announce the plans in the in pre-season. We've got loads of ideas coming up. Um, I'm conscious of the time now, though, because I, I haven't got a time on the recording, but I'm guessing it's gone over an hour and a half now.
1: Yeah, I think so. <laughs> uh,
0: so um, if you're still here, fair play. And <laughs> thank you very much. Hey, I hope you have enjoyed it. <laughs> um, it's just we haven't parties in like two weeks, so it's been good just talking about the <laughs> game again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But for the next few, we'll just wing it over the next few weeks. And the next season, we're going to have a proper structure where it's time-consumed for you, so you can listen to it on the go. But, yeah, we'll leave it there, Angus. Thank you for joining me. It's been a pleasure, as always. Um, Game Week 42 is Tuesday. No, Game Week 43 is Tuesday. Um, Team news will be out at some point on Tuesday. As soon as I get it all, I'm aware... Some of the press conferences are today because Norwich Badgers sent Norwich's in. So I'll get it out as soon as I've got it all. Um, Hold off on your transfers till you get it. It could help you out massively. Uh, Good luck in that game week. And I imagine we'll be back on Sunday. So thank you for listening. Goodbye.